Shabbat Shalom. Y'all doing all right? Okay, I'm gonna re I'm gonna try again. Y'all doing all right? It's good to be here. Uh, about four hands went up, so um, let's get to know each other. I hope to spend some more time with you guys. I I, I have to go immediately after today. So I did get to shake some hands and see some people, um, some of my family members, the Stallsworth, I've been with them for years. We do also have that family parent connection relationship. But if I haven't seen you and I haven't met you, I want to, uh, we should do that. And I do plan on, God willing, coming back to see you again, coming back to see you again. I want to make the trip a little more regular. Life has happened and I'm kind of in a next phase of life. I've been doing Hebrew life for just under 30 years. My wife comes from a group of Israelites who love Jesus, who've been keeping the Sabbath and the traditions of our father for over 100 years. And um, their history is documented in the U.S. Library of Congress. So uh, I, I, um, when I met her, and this is all pre-message, I'm just going to give you some idea who I am and who you're going about to, about to listen to. So when I met her, I was chasing her because I used to chase girls. And um, I thought she was pretty hot. I still do to this day. I'm still chasing her. Uh, and you're, and she's watch, you're watching. I'm still chasing you. Um, but anyway, that led me to want to know more about her. So every Shabbat, she would leave, vacate. And I'm like, where are you going? And she would be going to something that looked like this a lot more regimented, a lot more orthodox, but it'd be something like this. And after we got married in 1993, um, I had decided, I had already started attending in my mind, but I had decided I'm gonna make a physical appearance at this crazy cultish place that she calls a congregation. I don't know what she's doing over there. I don't know what they're doing, Tanya, I gotta go see this thing. And so I go over and they were having they were doing Passover. And I remember where I was sitting and I'm like, and, and the words, and the words are just piercing me. And, 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 and you should take the blood and put it on the doorpost. And I'm just, I, I never heard any of this, but I'm listening and I'm hearing it and I'm receiving it. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be here. And I think we lose track sometimes that in life, no matter what the circumstance is, we're supposed to be here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you so much for this opportunity to share with your people. We are all your people, your sons and your daughters. Thank you for blessing us with the breath of life. Thank you, giving us the word of life, your son, Yeshua, the Messiah. Thank you for empowering us and sealing us with the covenant of truth through the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Thank you for planning ahead for us with eternal covenantal promises. We're so inspired by you today. We're so grateful for what you do in our lives. We're so honored to be able to be called your sons and daughters. And we thank you for this time. In your son Yeshua's name we pray. Let the whole congregation say amen. 
Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So today we're going to be talking about the zone. Let's set our intention on and focus on today's message by going to the scriptures. How many of you actually still carry an old school Bible? Oh, like four people on that too. Oh, sweet, sweet. Five people. Okay. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. You've got your digital Bible. That works. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Hebrews 12 verse 1 is where we're going. So go ahead and turn there. And while you're getting it queued up in your, in your Bible, Hebrews 12, 1, getting it queued up in your phone, in your heart, Hebrews 12, 1, that's where we're going. All right, so I'll start reading as you turn to it, and you can catch up with me. All right, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does easily beset us, and let us run, let us run with patience the race set before us. You know it goes on to say, looking unto who? Yeshua, who is what? The author and the finisher of our when you think about your life as a believer in the Lord, family, I got to ask you a question. What's your focus? What's your focus? And what are you doing to maintain that focus? Many years ago, Chris, as he had mentioned, we've been together for many, many years, and I was on a platform like this many years ago. And I did a talk of the same name, The Zone, when I first did it. I was an avid, avid, avid exercise guy then. I still do some stuff, not as much. I do specific things now. Then I was training to be a triathlete. And I was inspired when I first did this message because I was looking at people who actually do professional sports and the level of commitment they have to training and impacting their game. You see, some people make it to these professional leagues and they're just cool just being there. But there are other people who are elite and they decide that they don't just want to be there. They want to be the top in their profession. And so I started to look at the top 2% performers across all different professions, whether it was speakers, authors, Athletes, scientists, politicians, and yes, preachers and teachers. And I decided I wanted to look and see what makes a person so good. And I found out when I looked across all those different lines and all those different places, when I was doing that research back then, and it's true today, what we're talking about is every one of those that I named, every single one, has one thing in common. They all know how to stay focused and in the zone. And for us as believers, we need to realize that there are distractions, I may say this once or twice, there are distractions that will come and go. There are things that are going to happen. How many of you got some stuff going on in your life right now that you wish it wasn't there? And come on, participate with me, please. I'm not, come on. 
You wish it? Me too. But guess what? We read that scripture. It says, seeing that we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight and every sin, every mark missing thing. Sin means to miss the mark. Lay aside every weight. In other words, don't be focused so much on the sin that it causes you to lose focus on your goal. Some of the most professional of all professional athletes, um, right now it's basketball. I don't watch a lot of sports, but when it comes time to winning time in these playoffs, I start watching. I did just something about watching the top level of the top performers that gets my attention. And the other night there was a game going on, and I, you know, it doesn't matter. It's immaterial who the top athletes were. But there was one gentleman, and he was, he, he's touted to be one of the best in the world. In the whole first half of that game, he was shooting and jacking up shots, and he was missing, 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 until it was winning time. And I hung around, I wanted to see what was going to happen, and deep late in that game, all of a sudden, he caught on fire. Now, when he caught on fire, that translates to... This man who's a top athlete started making shots. The interviewer asked him after the game, she said, well, what was going on You first? And then later he said, I believe and my teammates believe in me. So they kept feeding me. They said, Kept shooting, keep shooting. That should be our attitude as believers. I think that's what the verse is pointing to that there will be things and adversity that happens to us even this week as some of us admit it. There will be things that happen in your life that you have no desire to be participating in. But I'm going to tell you, you and I, we need to stay in the zone. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, stay in the zone. I know you don't do that, but come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with you today. Come on, stay in the zone. See, 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 I'm challenging you to get outside of your comfort zone even by asking you to participate with your neighbor. Let's stay focused on what he's called us to do. And yeah, sometimes it's uncomfortable to do what he's called us to do, but we need to stay in the zone. I'll ask you again, when you think about your life as a believer and all the different circumstances and situations that could overtake you, do you remember that you need to continue to run with, the scripture says that we read, run with patience. I remember I was participating in a half marathon. Chase, I was, I'm in this thing, and you know you get injured, or you're going to sit there, and you're going to start running, and all of a sudden you know you're injured, but so something's going to go wrong at some point in this race because I'm injured. And so I was running with Jalen, and I'm sure Jalen is watching, and Jalen, Jalen's like, he's like you. Like, he wakes up in the morning, he's good to go. Like, he doesn't need to train. He does, but it's like, it's unfair for those of us who have to work as hard as we do to be in shape. So Jalen woke up, and I'm like, hey, you want to run a half marathon? And he woke up and go, oh, yeah, sure. Let me get my shoes. I'm in there with icy hot and arnica oil and all these different things and special shoes and inserts. I'm going to get this thing done. And I messed up. I messed up because when the race started, 
Usually, in Amer- if you've ever run one of these races, there's a bunch of people, and it's called a corral. I don't know why they call it corral. But anyway, there's a bunch of people, and you're in the corral, and they let you go in waves, and my corral's getting ready to go, and everybody's getting ready to do their thing. And boom, they hit the thing, and I take off. And the pace, because we all wear these watches that tell us all our stuff, our stats, how fast are you going, how slow are you going. And I'm looking at my watch after about a minute, and I'm looking, I'm going, six and a half minutes a mile? That ain't gonna work. I got like another 13 miles to go. I'm not gonna finish at six and I'm not, that's not me. I do eight minutes. I do nine minutes. Jalen, you want some coffee? I want some coffee. You hungry? I'm hungry. You want a sandwich? I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm trying to keep pace with these guys. And that injury starts to kick in. And I realized what was going on. I was beset with my covetousness and my desire to be around people who were in a different class of athleticism. We need to run our race. Our race is our race. Your pace may not be my pace. You know, this is why we come to fellowship. We come to fellowship to get to know each other, but not to superimpose our beliefs over somebody else. I'll say again, we come to fellowship to get to know each other, support each other, but not to superimpose our beliefs on someone else. In that case, I took it on like, yo, until my legs started, oh, Oh, I'm not supposed to be going this fast. Let me slow down and run with patience. Run with patience. I want to look at three examples with you quickly. And if you could just turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's look at some examples. I got three, I got three key zone nuggets for you today. The first one's gonna be found in 1 Samuel chapter one. So turn to 1 Samuel one and I'm gonna start reading. I'll pick it up in verse two so you don't hear me trying to mispronounce a bunch of Hebrew names and I barely speak English very good, all right? So let's go to 1 Samuel one and pick it up in verse two. And he had two wives. This Elkanah, right? He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the other was Beniah. Peniah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli and the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make the offering, he would give portions to Peniah and his wife and to her sons and to her daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion. For he loved Hannah, he loved her. But, and I should say, although the scripture says, the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 7 is where I am right now, if you're you're trying to track with me. I'm in this version. You might be in a different version. I'll pick it up, verse 7. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. 
I'm going to stop before I finish the verse. It was year by year that when she went up, the Peni was trying to easily beset her. It provoked her so much that she wept. She wept and she did not eat. Verse 8. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat at the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed I want you to let your focus come in right now. And prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and forget not your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Let's continue, guys. As it happened, and as she continued praying, let's focus. Before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth. Keep focusing. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Verse 14, so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put away your wine from you, our key focus. Hannah said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've not drunk wine or intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant wicked, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken unto now. Zone focus point number one, she poured out her heart before the Lord. Instead of being beset or upset about what's going around in our circumstances, Take responsibility for us, and when we do that, take the opportunity to pour out our heart before the Lord. You know, if you don't wake up happy, you know you're thinking about something that's negative. And if you think about something negative instead of praying about it, you're not in zone. I'm going to help myself. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm going to try to pump myself up like David because, yeah, yeah. I know you're contemplating, but I'm a little excited. I'm probably more excitable than y'all's pastor, and I am like this. I wake up like this in the morning. You know why? You know why? Because I wake up and I'm grateful for the new day. I'm I'm grateful to wake up and, and I'm excited to serve. I wake up and I know that there are challenges, but don't let challenges beset you. You keep your eye focused on Yeshua, who is the author and finisher of our faith. I know that's right. Come on, say amen. So, she poured out her heart. Have you poured out your heart? 
You know those circumstances, and, all, and let, me, let me qualify this. Pouring out our heart means pouring out our heart. And if you haven't done it, I want to encourage you to do it. Because whatever situation is going on, worry, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, worry is not going to fix it. Caring about it so much is not going to fix it. Keep saying it is not going to fix it. But I know a king, and if you pour out your heart, he will answer your prayers. We blame God because we're not fully committed. I I know I'm on your toes now. I know I'm on your toes now. We blame God because we ain't ready. Come on, look up to heaven and say, I want to pour out my heart. Okay, four people at least. Okay, four people. We're going to look up to heaven and say, I'm going to pour out my heart. Okay, Chris, can you go with me? Let's, let's just go you and I. Like, let's, where's, where's Chris? If he's out there doing operation stuff, look, Chris, you can hear this. Look up and lift up your hands and say, I'm going to pour out my heart. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry, talk to him. Her press was through tears. Her focus was intense. And guess what? Her focus was brought because of calamity. Some of y'all are weren't around, and I, you know, by the way, I love that the fact that this congregation has so many young people. That is the evidence of a budding, healthy community right here. That's legacy happening in these chairs. And when we take the responsibility to live our life honorably before the Father and take the responsibility to take our children and bring them the way they should go, that's how we're going to ensure that we are solid until Moshiach returns. Isn't that right? So what a blessing. Her, her, Her press was through calamity. Her press was through, sometimes we don't, I don't want this. I think you're good with point one. Let's go to point two. Turn to Matthew chapter nine. Go with me to Matthew nine. Let's take a look at another example. I decided to leave that one alone. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Let's look at another one. The first point, zone focus, pour out your heart. Matthew 9, let's go to verse 20. We've got a little bit of verses there, just a few. Matthew 9, 20. Matthew 9, 20. All right, it reads, it says, And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched a hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I might touch his garment, I will be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And that woman was healed from that very hour. This woman, I marvel at her There's a Hebrew word to describe what's happening with this woman. It's netzach. 
Just look ahead and say that. I don't want you to turn to your neighbor. That might be a, a, a wet situation if you do that. But say netzach. Endurance is what that translates to loosely. It's got a couple different ranges. Just like most Hebrew words, it's got a couple ranges of meanings. Endure. And that's what this verse in, Hebrew, in Hebrews chapter 12 is telling us. Endure. Don't focus on this. Don't focus on sin. Focus on Yeshua. Don't focus on this. Don't focus on that. Keep the zone focused. This woman had the netzach to believe that if she could just touch the hem, that she'd be all right. And for us, we read that, and it's kind of like, even though we don't want to, it's got a, a, a scholarly implication. But I want to tell you something personal about it. My wife had this very issue for many years where we thought some of the weeks, some of the months when she was having her period that she was going to die, but she would bleed that much. So when we took her to the doctor, they didn't understand how she was still functioning, and she was still functioning. My wife's a strong Hebrew woman, and the strength is not in her arms. The strength is in her faith in the Creator. She put off the doctors, put off. We didn't have the money to get the procedure done. She's going to have to have a half a hysterectomy. They're going to go in. They're going to cut my wife. I'm saying, help me and pour out myself to him. But when she decided, and we decided as a family that she was going to be cut, we had left our unbelief to decide, put our faith in the Most High and the Creator, that this was going to be a successful procedure. And unlike the woman here, she didn't get to touch physically the fringes of the Messiah, but she got to do it spiritually because the Father brought her through that with flying colors, and she only missed a week of congregation. We used to lead congregations, as Chris told you, and people were marveling. One particular lady who was a prayer warrior was marveling because my wife was right back up on the stage singing praise to our Father. She said, I can't stay away. He who healed me, healed me, and I will declare the praises of him who is set me free from such an issue. Somebody said, some of my pray, prayer warriors, what are you doing here? Well, you, my wife, you prayed for me, didn't you? You prayed, but you didn't believe. But guess what? I believed, and me and God is a majority. And I need some of you to know today that it's okay if everybody does not join you for your prayer party. As long as God Almighty is there with you and you pour out your heart and press toward him, he hears your prayers. Don't become distracted with the world's systems. Oh, they're doing this. I don't like what they're doing to my country. I don't like what's going on, but I can't do anything to what's going on out there. I need to take care of what's going on in here if I'm going to impact what's going on out there. I got to take care of focusing on the Lord so I can do what he's called me to do. Distractions come, and they will. But I will tell you, 
One of my mentors, I have many mentors, is an old Baptist preacher. I say, oh, he wouldn't like if I called him old. But anyway, <laughs> he's an old Baptist preacher. His name's Victor Mack, one of the best preachers I ever know, one of the best men I've ever met. And Chris Frankie is in that number, one of the best people. Michael Stallsworth. Victor said, Christians are a lot like tea bags. Got to put them in hot water, see what's going to come out. <laughs> but isn't that right? What's coming out of you? Yeshua said, out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. What are you speaking? Oh, this blasphemy, this blasphemy, that. And if you don't want to come to the assembly of the Lord, it's because maybe check out the, the lack of focus that you. It's easy to blame somebody. It's easy to come in this church and be like, well, they ain't doing it exactly how I would do it. If I was running the church, I'd go Baruch, Habab, Hashem, Adonai. Every week I'd do it like this. I would perform the liturgy like this. Nobody's doing it like this. We're not covering our heads like this. We need to make it look like this. Guess what? Those are all excuses. What are you called to do? Maybe you're called to start your own assembly and not come in here. I promise you, if you tell Chris that, he will help you. But don't become distracted with another system when the Father's called you to do something. Know what he's called you to do. Do you know what he's called you to do? Do you know what direction he's calling you? That woman spent all her resources. But she had the netzach to believe. But if I could just touch... I know you may not want to hear this again, but I came all the way from Fort Worth to say, sometimes you got to press. Because the just, it says in Habakkuk 2.4, the just do what? They walk by faith. They live by faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we pray the Shema. I've done several teachings on the Shema. I'm not going to go into that today, but the Shema is designed. How many of you pray the Shema anytime, at least once a day? The Shema is a prayer that's designed to decode and unplug your ears to the things that would distract you so that you can hear the voice of God. I know you don't sing it here. Don't, you don't believe me. Let's go. Shema Yisrael. Come on with me. Adonai Eloheinu. I know. Stop being religious and sing it. Hold on a second. Hold on. Goodness gracious. Now, you know when we sing this, we're singing this to the creator, right? Not, you're not singing it for me. Come on. Yes? So when we sing this, it's a declaration. Hold on a second. When we sing this, this is a declaration for... Him, we want to hear you. We want to hear. I want you to unstop my little brown ears. I want you to unstop them because I got junk in them. As Cam was talking about, I got stuff. I got to get rid of this stuff. So I know I always, you know, oh, here we go. Put out all of that stuff about, man, here comes Ed. He's going to do this in my, man, that's just, that's garbage. If you keep putting in your heart, all of that rhetoric, you can't hear for today's bread. You just can't. 
All right, y'all ready? One, two, three. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Baruch Shem that is designed to unblock your ears so you can hear what he's saying. That's why we pray it. Faith comes by. Faith comes by. Right? And so we want to hear what he has to say. That woman heard. Right? That woman heard. That's how she knew, knew that she could press. She heard the testimony of him, the Moshiach, who does things that no one else could do. She heard about the Moshiach that, that when, when eyes were blind, now they can see. She, she heard about, about the king who was coming and, and the deaf now can hear. She heard that there was possibly an opportunity. She wasn't listening to the distractions. She wasn't listening to family members saying, oh, girl, don't you do it. She had counted the cost. And if I perish, let me perish. But I'm going to see the king. She presses through the crowd inconspicuously to grab the fringes of the one who could heal her. She knew that it was the one who was written about in the book, the one who's the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end, the one who is the offshoot of David, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And if I touch him, I'm trying to tell you, family, today, that when we have problems, we don't let them distract us from who, who can do him, who can do all things but fail. I want to get somebody to just, if four people could clap their hands as a witness, because you know God can do it. You know he can do it. You know he can do it. I won't be beset by this. 12 years or not, I'll wait longer. I don't want to. But God, I know you can do it. I know you can break me free. I know you can cry, walk, press. Don't stop. She pressed. That was zone point number two. Say this, when trouble comes, I will pour out. When trouble comes, I'm going to stay in the zone. I'll press. Even when it doesn't look like, right, I'm going to press. Doesn't matter what it looks like, I'm just going to press. Zone concentrates your power. The gentleman I was talking about earlier with the basketball, you know, even though he wasn't making a lot of shots in the early part of the game, the commentator said it's amazing because he's impacting the game in other ways. Some of you, you haven't gotten your dream yet. Some of you are waiting on your promise. Impact the game in other ways. Find other ways to stay positive and focused on what he's called you to do. Your time is coming. Your time is coming. You're in an incubation and waiting season, but just because you're in this incubation and waiting season doesn't mean he doesn't have something for you. So you just keep working. Maybe you can't do it over here. Just do it over here. Maybe you can't impact the game with your jump shot. Play some good defense. Maybe you can't impact the business that you want, but be a good employee. Maybe you can't, maybe you don't have the ministry that you feel like you've been called to. Serve faithfully where you've been called. Be honorable in what he's giving you. Is this reaching you? 
Thank you, April. All right, let's go to the last point. Wait, that's Luke 24, 49. Luke 24, 49. We might have a few more verses that we'll do, but for sure, Luke 24, 49. Hey, Chris, how am I doing on time? Oh, beautiful. Luke 24, 49. He said 150 minutes, guys. I'm just playing. Oh, man. No, we're going to be out of here. All right. So Luke 24, 49, it says, and behold, this is Yeshua after the crucifixion, y'all. This is Yeshua after the crucifixion. He's back as a witness to them, right? He says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry, wait. That tarry means wait. Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Yeah, we're getting ready. How many of you are counting the Omer? You're getting ready, you're getting ready, you're getting ready for Pentecost. But when you get ready, you pick up. But in order to pick up and, and get, get some Omer in your bucket, <laughs> in order to count the Omer, you got to be working on the Omer and not other things. All right, it's a process. It's a gathering. That's what the spiritual implications are of counting the Omer, right? And so these disciples are with Yeshua, these first century believers. Chris would call them first century, what would Chris call them? Apprentices. Some of y'all wouldn't remember that, but first century apprentices, they're, they're sitting there and Yeshua is with them after the crucifixion. Let that sink in. And they may have all these wild thoughts. First of all, man, you, you're here. We watched them kill you. We watched you give your life for us. You're here. It's mind-blowing. We, we, we don't have a place to put that in our carnal minds. Yeshua is back with them. And then he tells them some, something like, I mean, they're ready. Well, I mean, when you come back, aren't you coming back to proclaim that you're going to be Melchizedek Israel? You're going to be the king of Israel? Like, we're about to throw down. We're going to be uh, annexed or get, get, get out of this Roman captivity. We're not going to be ruled by Romans anymore. Like, we're going to take, the kingdom is going to happen. It's, why, why are you telling us to wait? And the Lord has us like that, too. Some of us don't recognize that we're on a need-to-know basis with the Lord. Just wait. First pour, then press, then wait. I'll go again for you because I like to repeat things. Pour, press, wait. They're sitting there and Yeshua tells them, I think something for me as a high energy person, I have a hard time with that. You want me to wait? You mean you want me to sit down somewhere and wait? I'm, wait? Let's get them now. The time is now. Let's strike. Lord, you're here. Lord, you're, you raised. You're, you're, you're back. You may, it's, it's time. Let's go. Wait. Some of y'all, I don't even have to ask you to raise your hands, and I won't because it's painful. Some of y'all are in a waiting season right now. And you've been waiting a long time. And I want to tell you, just stay focused. He has not forgotten about us. We're not some little remnant that he cast to the side. We are all children of 
the most high God. Amen? He said, wait until you be endued with power. They're waiting, but they're like, yo, we don't have no power. He said, wait, and you'll get the power. (laughs) You mean if I wait? Your strength is going to be made perfect in my weakness? You mean I got to trust you? You mean I got to trust you? Come on, say yes. For the wait? But Lord, I've been waiting so long. So was the woman with the issue of blood. But Lord, I've been waiting for so long. So was Hannah when she couldn't conceive. But Lord, I've been waiting for so long. It seems so long. Wait. Pentecost coming. The outpouring is coming. The time of the promise is coming. The renewing of the Matan Torah is coming. Everything is coming. You're going to get renewed. Just wait. If your season for what you're looking to have happen hasn't happened yet, stay encouraged and just wait. Some of us hate to wait. But this ain't about the sprint. It's about the journey. This is not how fast you can get out the gate. Oh, my gosh. It's about how you can finish. Don't you want to finish well? Don't you want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Aren't you you in a zone-focused mode and you just needed a pep talk from a guy up the street to come and tell you, you know you got this. You you, You know you can do this. You know you can do all things through him that strengthens you. You know you got this. We got this. Psalm 62, 5 says, my soul wait thou only, only upon God. For my expectation is from him. Isaiah 40, 31 is one of our favorite verses, right? But they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Renew your strength. I love being in a Bible church. Shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be They shall walk and not press, poor press, wait. Y'all want a bonus one? We got a little few minutes. I'm about to close, but you want a bonus one? All right, turn back to those scriptures and let's look. uh, We were in um, Luke 24, so go Luke 24 and drop down to verse 50 and let's get a bonus point. We already got the poor. We already got the press. We already got the weight. We got those, right? But let's get this verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up to heaven. And they worshiped him. 
and returned to Jerusalem. How? With great joy. But this is the point. And they were continually in the temple, praising (laughs) and blessing God. Some of y'all waiting to praise God until you get what you want. But the scripture doesn't tell us to praise God, wait, to wait until we get what we want to praise God. He should be praised at all times. And after they had been with them and he had opened the scriptures to them and he taught and he imparted to them, they're like, my goodness, our Moshiach lives. Are y'all excited that the Moshiach lives? Something I tell some of my students when I mentor them is to develop daily affirmations of the scriptures. Develop something that when you're in the press that you can believe you can make it. I may have missed that one, but I'm going to make the next one. And here's one. Would y'all like an affirmation? Here's one I use, and you can use it if you want. If not, ask the Holy Spirit to give you one. I am in Moshiach. And Moshiach is in me. Therefore, I can do all things. I'll go again. I am in Moshiach. And Moshiach is in me. Some of y'all don't like Moshiach. It's too much spit. Let's just do I am in Yeshua. All right. Come on. I am in Yeshua. And Yeshua is in me. Therefore, I can do all things. See how I put that Philippians verse in there? I just put it, I just brought it up to the end. Don't let your ego tell you you can't. Don't let your sore leg tell you you can't. Don't let calamity tell you you can't. Don't let a problem tell you you can't. Stay zoned. Stay focused. And then when you've done it, and then when you've done all you, then when you feel exhausted, and then when you feel like you're out of gas, go ahead and use the last breath you got to praise God. You know why they do praise services? To invite the presence of God because he inhabits the praise of his people. I dare you next Shabbat to come here early with an anticipation that when you gather with the believers and you get in your heart that I'm going to focus on the goal. The goal's not this. The goal's not that. The goal is Yeshua. I look to him who is the author and finisher of my faith. I dare you to crack the doors of this church with excitement when you come and you start to clap your hands and they look over and say, I didn't know you were charismatic. I'm not charismatic. I am full of gratitude for the God who's brought me out is carrying me through. Can you get a witness? I want to encourage you, brother. I want to encourage you, sister. He can do it for us. And if he did it for me, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. Y'all ought to give him praise right now in this place. Look, he can do it. Come on. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it in the midnight. He can do it in the morning. He can do it after 20 years. He can do it after five. He can't be stopped. He is God. He's God. He can do it. He can do it. He can do what he wants when he wants to. Stop blaming others and get zoned. Stop blaming others and shoot your shot. Stop blaming others and perfect your crossover. 
I know some of y'all don't know what that is. Stop blaming others and study your scriptures. Stop blaming others and fast and pray. Chris will call me and we'll be talking and he says, this is going on. I say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to miss out on a couple more meals this week. You know why? Because it's time to fast. You know why? Because we serve an unstoppable God. We stop ourselves from being successful. Lay before him. I'm pushing this meal to the side. I want you, King Jesus. I want what you got for me. I don't like what this looks like, but I know you got my back. Do y'all know that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know that and you believe that, I want to encourage you to get a praise this week. That's my challenge. That was the fourth one. That was our bonus. After they heard, they praised. It says they were continually in the temple praising. Some of y'all, oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't sing. Okay, write some poetry. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't sing very good. Who said you were performing for somebody? You ain't, you ain't Bethel. This ain't, this ain't, you ain't trying to go do no kind. This ain't Gateway Church. They cool. I love all them. I, I go to Gateway. I go there. I visit. I'm there all the time. But this ain't what he called you to do, sing on the stage. How about when you wake up in the morning? How about in your bathroom? How about when you're on your way to work instead of turning on the news and listening to that? I mean, y'all got cool news up here. It's storms and stuff, but... <laughs> Most of the country's not blessed with those types of great news as storms and tornadoes and all of that. It's the other stuff that storms and tornadoes. Instead of listening to that, turn that off and turn on your heart toward him. My challenge to you, praise. Praise in the car. My challenge to you, pour out your heart. My challenge to you, wait on the Lord. My challenge to you, press toward him. Amen? Amen? Let's pray, guys. Father, what a blessing to be able to be here and enjoy you today with your people. I pray that you bless us to stay zoned, stay focused, learn how to build our faith in you. That comes through exercising in you, learning how to pray and communicate with you learning how to study your word for ourselves, not to teach somebody else something, but to learn from you. And then we can impart based on your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that you continue to show us how to be strong in the storms, how to pour out our heart before you. Yes, Lord. We need you. Yes, Lord. Somebody here is in desperate need of you right now. Maybe more than one of you. Pour out, your, pour out yourself before the Lord. Press. Press like the woman with the issue of blood. Wait. If it doesn't happen today, don't lose heart praise Let your praise be on our lips hallelujah
Come on, help me. Hallelujah. I wish you'd salute him today. Salute him with your heart. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, hearts open. Hallelujah. You can do this. You got the victory. Come on, open your heart. Hallelujah. Until you feel it right here. Come on. Hallelujah. King of kings, Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Open your heart. Come on. I'm talking to you online. Open your heart. Hallelujah. He's breaking yokes. He's breaking yokes. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's been so good to us. Come on. Hallelujah. Leave with a praise. Leave with a praise. Yeah. Holly, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Excuse me, ma'am. Listen, 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 listen. Peace. You know when you praise, it brings peace in your soul. Let me impart, let me impart, let me impart. You know it brings peace when you praise. trying to encourage you to come out of your shell. You know, this is not about me. It's about you. I got to, I got to walk my own walk, right? We got to, we got to, we got to trust. When we praise, we can have that peace. You're letting go of all the concerns. That was a whole lot of talking I did. I could have just said, and the sermon would be over, let go of your cares. 
I could have I just made it easy and said, cast all your cares upon him, right? So we do that today, Father. We, we cast all our cares. We cast all our cares. We cast all our cares. I want to bless this church. Thanks to my brother and my sister for leading and being courageous. My family members, all of you, we're all family. That we be able to be together. Let a unity come upon this church right now like never before in the name of Yeshua. A unity that breaks all sorts of ideologies, past issues, and trauma be broken in the name of Yeshua. Father, you do it by your power, please. We please, we pray, sir. Father, in the name of Yeshua, break yokes. Thank you, Lord. And we choose to praise you. We choose to praise you. We choose to praise you. We choose to honor you. Yeshua's name. Amen.